Well, hello and welcome to the message today. Uh, my name's Josh. I'm one of the pastors here at Lifehouse. And I tell you what, just so honored that you take time to join us for God's Word today. I believe you're going to leave here feeling encouraged and inspired and uplifted in Jesus' name. So come on, let's get ready to hear from God. And uh, I want to talk to you today about less stress. And I've called uh, my message today, Stress Less. And maybe you're out there today and you're wondering, hey, I've got stress in my life. I've got worry in my life. How can I get rid of my stress? And we live in one of the most stressful times um, in human history. Yes, 2020, 2021, global pandemic, many different international events, um, things happening and access to social media and the internet. And they say right now that a large majority of people are facing um, some amount of stress and some are actually facing overwhelming stress leading to medication um, or even depression or suicidal things like that. And so I thought we'd look today um, in the Bible about what does God say about worry and what does God say about stress? Um, we're going to look um, at a guy in the Bible. His name is Paul and Paul is one of my heroes. He, he wrote much of the New Testament. And Paul has one of these amazing stories where he went from uh, being a, uh, uh, not believing in Jesus and even, in fact, uh, you know, against the people of Jesus to, to meeting God and, and having a revelation and, and getting to know Jesus and going on to do many amazing things. But just because Paul was a Christian and just because we're Christians doesn't mean that our life is any easier. It doesn't mean that we don't have challenges in our life. In fact, um, if we if we wanted just to go straight to heaven when we believed in Jesus, um, maybe we'd make a decision and we'd just be whipped up to heaven. But no, God has a purpose. God has plans for us here on earth. And I believe the greater things we want to achieve, the greater things we want to do, the more people we're going to reach, um, the bigger the obstacles that are ahead of us. Because we do have an enemy and his name is the devil and he wants to stop us. He wants to put roadblocks in front of us. And if we don't deal with those things well, if we don't get through them, um, then we may get to a place of stress or worry. And if that's you today, um, I'm going to share with you some keys and some stories today. And I believe that we can leave here today less stressed, stressing less, stressless. <laughs> so um, we're going to have a look in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Um, this is a bit of an overview of Paul's life. And Paul's writing and he says, hey, this life hasn't been easy. Uh, verse 24, Paul writes and he says, five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. This means he received, you know, it's, I guess that's 39 lashes. If he got, had got one more, he may have died. So he received this five times, 40 lashes minus one. I can't even imagine. He must have had scars on his body. Um, verse 25 says, three times, only three times, I was beaten with rods. Sounds painful. Once, I was pelted with stones. Oh, that sounds even worse. Three times I was shipwrecked. Wow, I don't know about you, but that would give you a phobia of boats, I think. If you were on a boat three times and it shipwrecked, I wouldn't want to travel with that person. Um, it says, I spent a night and a day in the open sea. Well, I don't know where he did that. I'm from Australia. I mean, if you go out in Australia, if you go out like just beyond the beach, you're going to get eaten by a shark. Um, so I don't know about spending a night and a day in the open sea. And he says, I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers. 
I don't know what that means. I guess it means maybe flooding or things like that. Maybe crocodiles. I don't know. In danger from bandits. In danger from my fellow Jews. In danger from Gentiles. In danger in the city. In danger in the country. In danger at sea. Paul is saying there's nowhere he could go. He's in danger. So they didn't have rocket ships back then. Maybe if he went to space, he'd be in danger in space. In danger in, from false believers. I labored and toiled. and I've often gone without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst and I've often gone without food. I have been cold and all the worse, I have been naked. That's probably the worst one out of that uh, that whole list, I think. Uh, Verse 28, it says, Besides everything else, I also face the daily pressure of my concern for the churches. Wow, I'm getting stressed just reading about Paul's life. But it goes on in, in chapter 12, just the next chapter, it says that Paul, he has, a, he has a few secrets that how Paul is not getting stressed. You don't read in the Bible that Paul is worrying. You don't believe, read that where he's so stressed and I can't do every, anything anymore. In fact, it says here he, he was going through all of that stuff and he was still facing the pressure of the concern for the churches. Paul was a good shepherd. He loved people. He was caring for the churches. He was planting the churches. He was going through all of this so that he could build up people and lead people to Jesus. And and I believe this is the key how he could do it. And this is what we can learn from here today. In verse chapter 12, verse 9, he's talking about God. He says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Paul knew that the key for him to get through all of this, the key for Paul to stress less was not his own power. It wasn't his own strength, but his it was Jesus' grace in his life. He says, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Paul's saying, hey, I'd rather be weak and God be strong because when I'm weak, um, God's even stronger. And he's saying, that's why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insult, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Paul was definitely living a stressless life. I, I, I believe Paul, he, he was saying, hey, I, I don't care how weak I am. I don't care how many times I'm beaten. I don't care how many times I'm shipwrecked. I don't mean how many times I'm swimming in the open sea for two days. When I'm weak, I know that God is moving. Um, as I face these challenges, I know that God's grace is enough for me. Come on, let's give God a, a big praise for Jesus and His grace in our lives. And and I think we need to know that we need to understand in these in these turbulent times, we need to understand in this season, this this pandemic season, that God's grace is enough for whatever mountain we're facing. And and sometimes we need to put things in perspective. Hey, I may be at home or I may have, you know, I may be worried about sickness or maybe I've even lost a loved one or maybe something's, you know, I'm worried about people in another country, but but hey, looking at Paul's life, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not in danger from people trying to kill me and I'm not in danger in the city and the country and I haven't been shipwrecked and I haven't been beaten. I haven't been killed for my faith. And sometimes we need a little bit of perspective. But I do want to tell you that whatever you're facing, whatever stress you have, whatever worry you have, there is one answer and it's not a medicine and it's not, a, it's not something that we can just do and it's not an answer on the internet. The one answer that we have, His name is Jesus. Now, Jesus can work through medicine and Jesus can work through miracles, but let's not forget the source of our salvation and our forgiveness and the grace and the healing and the miracles of our life is Jesus. Come on, let's give some praise. Come on, I believe God wants you to live a non-stressed life, a stressless life. And well, the Bible gives us a framework how we can stress less. And today I want to give you a few keys how we can stress less. 
Um, Philippians chapter 4, also written by Paul, says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And His peace is going to guard our hearts and minds as we live in Christ Jesus. But I don't know about you, but verse 6, this, this scripture is pretty challenging. It says, don't worry about anything. And you may say, yes, but Paul, you didn't know about coronavirus in 2020, 2021. No, no, no. I think Paul experienced many hardships in his life. Um, And he says, don't worry about anything. And so if we find ourselves worrying about things, well, we've got to look at this and we've got to understand how did Paul live a stressless life? What's the life that God actually wants for us? And so the first key, if you're taking notes today, the first key to living a stressless life life is every time you worry, pray. You can write that down. Every time you worry, pray. When you have a thought, when you have a stress, when you have a worry, don't worry about things, pray about them. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17 says, pray continually. I believe this scripture is the best teaching on prayer that we have. It just says, pray continually. Pastor Rudolph often says, turn your thoughts into prayer. And so if you think about someone, don't just think about them. Um, let's pray for them. Um, if you think about your boss, don't think bad thoughts about your boss. Don't curse your boss. Let's pray for your boss. If you think about a situation, um, something about money or finance or, or uh, health, don't just think about it. Let's pray. You know, Worry should be our prayer alarm. When we, just like we have an alarm in the morning, ding, 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 it's time to get up or it's time to go to work or go to school. Ding, 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 ding. When we worry, let's use that as a prayer alarm. Worry, worry, worry is coming, ding, 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 ding. It's time to pray. Stress is coming, ding, 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 ding. Time to pray. And the more we do this, the better we will get at turning our thoughts into prayer. And if you turn your thoughts into prayer, before you know it, you'll be praying often and and, and persistent in that. In the Amplified Version, it says, be unceasing and persistent in prayer. So it doesn't mean we go in a corner and just sit down and, and pray all the time. No, it just means we're persistent in prayer. And persistent prayer is powerful. PPP. Persistent prayer is powerful. As we continue to pray, 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 all of a sudden the breakthrough comes. But if we stop praying, we may miss out on the breakthrough that's coming tomorrow. So I want to encourage you, um, turn your thoughts into prayer, write some big prayer goals down on a list and pray over that list every single day until God does a miracle. One of the biggest persistent prayers that I've had in my life over the last number of years um, is for education and for our kids' education. We've got four kids and they need to go to school somewhere and Let's face it, I'm not going to be a good homeschooler. And uh, my wife is Japanese, and um, but they also speak English. And I, we wanted them to have a great education with all options available, Japanese and, of course, English, and to be able to do whatever they wanted to um, in the future. But not only that, we wanted them to have a, a great education where they would be taught that God loves them and they're valued and, and that God's great plan for their life and, and with, a, with, a, with a Christian values and perspective. And that's been on my prayer list for many years since we've had children. God, um, God, would you open doors in education area? God, would you, would you help us? Would you open the doors for us to start a school? Well, guess what? Persistent prayer works. This last April, we just launched Zoe International School with an online campus available to people across Japan and also an in-person 
location right in the center of Yokohama. We've got a great lease, a great building, um, great principal, teachers, students. It's just been so amazing. And one of the biggest miracles that I've seen to date in my Christian life. And come on, let's give God some praise for that and the amazing team and Pastor Rod and his vision for that and the board. And, and it's just been so fantastic. But I want to tell you, that felt so good to be able to check that off my prayer list. God, that's another miracle done. I want to encourage you, write them down, continue to pray. Don't worry, let's pray. Number two, the second key is, um, let's thank God, give thanks and tell Him what you need. God wants to hear our prayers. God wants to hear from us. He's like a father. You know, He can do anything, but He wants to be involved with, with His kids. He wants to hear from them. Um, he wants them to, to, you know, I know how my kids' days were. You know, they're going to school now. How was school? Oh, you better be good. Uh, <laughs> how was school? It was good. I, I, you know, I know everything. I know about their lives, but I want to hear them tell me how their day was. I want to hear from them. And sometimes they open up in ways that they wouldn't have had because they, they start talking. Um, you know, we need to give God thanks. I want to encourage you in the morning when we're journaling, when we're hearing the Word of God and at night when we're forgiving and keeping a clean heart, I want to encourage you, let's, let's kick off things with some thankfulness and just say, God, just thank you for a great day ahead. Or God, thank you for an awesome day today. I know everything wasn't perfect. But God, just thank you that, that you've forgiven me and I can live this life and, and that we got some stuff done today. And just give thanks um, in your life. Come on, let's give thanks to God right now. If you're thankful, why don't you leave us a comment in the comment section? Come on. Give thanks to God right now. And one of the best ways to give thanks to God and, 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 and just, just get in relationship with God, I believe it's through praise and worship. We've got um, some amazing new praise and worship songs and you can look them up on Spotify or online or however you get your music. But sometimes we need to change the soundtrack of our life and get into some worship and put some worship on in the morning. In fact, Paul often did this. We can see that story in Acts chapter 16. I won't read the whole story, but it said Paul and Silas were put in prison. They were facing a tough time, but they were praying at midnight. At midnight, they were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken and the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. There's power when we give thanks to God. There's power when we worship God. Um, there's, there's power in praise. And I want to encourage you, maybe you need to change your thought playlist. Maybe you, you need to change some of the things that you're listening to and you need to put on some praise music or you need to start writing some songs. You need to dust off that guitar that you've got in the back room and spend some time um, praising God. A few years ago when our last child when I say last, well, we've got four kids now, so I say four and no more. So when our final child, when Jairo was born, he's two now. But when um, just before he was born, um, Yuki went to the hospital for a checkup and they a month before. And they said, well, everything's OK, but the baby is looks like he's coming too early. So we need you to stay in hospital for the next month until the baby comes. Um, so Yuki rang me from the hospital and she said, can you go and get the kids today? And, and um, uh, I'm going to be in the hospital for a month. Everything's okay, but you're going to have to, you know, you, you, you'll, you'll be the at-home dad or you'll be taking care of the kids for a month. And, and actually that could have been a really stressful time in our lives. And it wasn't without its challenges. I remember just on the first day, well, I got this, come on, I'm super dad here. And uh, hang on, hang on, what do I, I got to wash the dishes? What, what what's going on here? Uh, 
<laughs> I learned some things that very first day. And I remember that first day I started ringing the kindergartens because, you know, I've got to go to work and do different things and started ringing the kindergarten, uh, the, you know, to find some, some care for my youngest child. And, um, you know, I was ringing and I remember I got this, I got this, hello, you know, konnichiwa, and boop, boop. And what? I, I felt like Mary and Joseph looking for a hotel. Hello, do you have any... Va- Hello, hello. And I, and I had to ring 16 different kindergartens until I find someone found a kindergarten that would take my son and because they had a cancellation and I was almost in tears. That was just in like the first 20 minutes of my first day. And that was a very challenging month of Yuki in the hospital and us at home. But I remember in the middle of that, at about midnight, actually, got out my guitar, dusted off the guitar, and just started praising God. Kids are in bed. I didn't want to wake him, didn't want to disturb the neighbors, but just praising God. And I remember having a breakthrough in the middle of that, a Paul and a Silas moment. In the middle of my song, it was probably a terrible song. I can't remember. I was in my middle of my song that was singing to God. I just started laughing. And it wasn't a crazy laugh because I hadn't had enough sleep, but it was a laugh at the devil. It was a laugh at the enemy saying, God, your grace is enough for me. God, you're more than enough for me. God, I thank you for everything that you've done in my life. God, I thank you that we're going to get through this together. And I just remember laughing at the devil and thinking, devil, this is the worst you've got. You're going to have to do a lot better than that or a lot worse than this because we're going to get through this together with Jesus. Our family, we're going to get through this. And we had the most healthy, the biggest baby we've ever had. Um, uh, your healthy baby boy, uh, just so amazing, little, little, is uh, <laughs> a unique character. And um, it's just so amazing. Come on, let's give God some praise for that. And for me, that was a personal breakthrough. I want to encourage you. Um, let's be praising, giving thanks to God, even in a tough situation. And the last key today is it says, let's guard our hearts and minds with God's peace. And Guarding is not inactive. Guarding is something we need to do intentionally. See, there's so many things in the world that want to take away our peace and take away the things that God has given us, this peace that have in our hearts. But Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Above all else, the most important thing we can do is guard our heart because everything you do flows from your heart. And I want to encourage you in this media saturated world with different messages and different social media and different things on the news. If you find something taking away your peace, I I, I want you to turn that off. I want you to visit another site or maybe you even need to unfollow some people or even unfriend some people. Um, Because it says in Proverbs that we need to guard our heart. Now, what are we guarding our hearts from? Well, it says in Thessalonians that we guard our hearts with peace. Uh, We can't have anything taking away our peace. And the most amazing thing about Jesus and His grace and His peace that we may step out of it, we may step out of peace, but in a moment we can jump back in to His grace. Um, Ephesians chapter 6 talks about guarding our our breastplate of righteousness and a helmet of salvation. And I find this interesting that the things that we guard our heart and our mind with is knowing that we are saved, knowing that we're forgiven, knowing that we are 100% righteous. And this is so true. You know, the times when I lose my peace or when I don't feel like I'm doing a good job, maybe I've messed up or maybe made a mistake or, you know, had a fight with my wife, Yuki, or said something wrong or maybe wasn't a good father or didn't prioritize something. And I felt, well, I'm not, I'm not a really good Christian today. I'm not a good Jesus follower 
today. But we know in John 10, 10, that it says, if we confess our sins and he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we need to know that we are guarding our hearts with righteousness. We're, we're guarding our, our, our minds and our thinking with salvation. This means we need to know that we are 100% saved. That even if we've made a mistake, even if we, we feel like I've done something wrong, even if we feel distant from Jesus, we're not. We're 100% saved. There is no choice. It's either 0% or 100% forgiven. And I want to tell you today, if you struggle with this, with wrong thinking or just not thinking so much of yourself or feeling down or maybe you've stepped out of church or stepped out of connect group or stopped serving for whatever reason, let's jump back in today. Let's say no to the enemy. I am saved. Come on. I, I, that voice in my mind that tells me I'm not good enough, I'm going to put that to the side because Jesus says in John 10, 10, that I am good enough and I am righteous. And come on, I am saved. Come on, let's give Jesus some praise today. And I believe we can guard our hearts and our minds with that thinking. Hey, Jesus is with me. And if, if God is for me, then who can be against me? Come on. I believe these are some powerful keys to stress letter that we can learn from Paul's life today. And so, hey, if you found yourself maybe stressing about something recently, or maybe you've even got something on your mind right now, maybe a relationship issue, or um, maybe a financial issue, or um, maybe you've been worried about health or the health of a loved one, Come on, I'm going to pray right now that God's going to take that burden from you, that stress, that worry, and He's going to replace that with peace and joy in your life today. So if that's you today, and I believe I'm speaking to some people, um, come on, why don't you pray with me right now? So God, I just thank you for every person joining us and listening and watching this message today. God, I thank you that you want us to live a stress-less life. And God, just thank you for Paul's example in the Bible. God, he went through so much, so many things, shipwrecks and beatings and enemies and all of that. But in the midst of that, he knew that your grace was enough for him. And God, I pray that right now we'd have a revelation that we're saved, that your grace is enough for us. God, we'd be thankful always. We'd be praising always, be guarding our hearts. And God, when we find ourselves worrying, when we find ourselves stressing, we'd use that moment as a trigger to pray and as an alarm clock for prayer. And God, right now, Let's pray for anyone that's feeling a burden to them or got stress on their life right now. God, I pray that we'd give that to you right now. God, we just feel just a lightening of our load, just taking that heavy weight off us, God. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give Jesus some praise right now. And I believe the Holy Spirit is working in our lives. Come on, let's give our burdens to Jesus today. And maybe you're there watching and um, maybe you don't yet have a relationship with Jesus. Well, I want to tell you that God loves you um, and He wants to start a relationship with you today. And so today, if you want to get to know God and you want to live this amazing life that He has for you, um, when I say now, why don't you join me together in praying today? And we're going to pray that Jesus would come into your life and we'd receive forgiveness that Jesus has brought us through all He did for us on the cross and His power over sin and death. And, and uh, He'd bring that forgiveness, that righteousness into our life. And so if that's you today, you want to get to know God, you want to invite Jesus into your heart. When I say now, let's pray together. One, two, three, now. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Come on, let's give Jesus some praise today. And congratulations if you made that decision. Come on, our team is waiting to hear from you. So, hey, um, just like this um, message or give us a comment or you can hit the link below. And, and we'd love to get in touch with you and help you with your next steps in following Jesus on this amazing adventure. 
come on. Well, I hope this message has been helpful to you today. I believe it's going to leave you with some keys to stress less. And come on, let's give those burdens to Jesus. We can't escape the challenges in life, but we can go through them with Jesus' grace. So come on. Well, I hope to see you again next week for our messages um, or see you in Connect Group. But uh, stay safe. We're praying for miracles in your life. Come on, let's be persistent in our prayers this week. Have an awesome week, everyone. And we'll see you soon. Bye.